Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings giving you all you need to know in 30 minutes or less about every NFL game week one in the NFL. Obviously, we still have a game tonight between the Broncos and the Seahawks. Before I give you my big takeaways from the action, and before I go through the only things you really need to know from each game, we got some winners because I forgot to give away winners on Friday, Bri. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I promised you that it would be somebody on Facebook that would be the spread the word winner. That's exactly what I did. Adam Sapersky, C-I-P-E-R-S-K-I. Congratulations, Adam. The sponsor confirmation email winner, Eric McGraw. He used our code over Athletic Greens. The only way I get my veggies these days. Congratulations, Eric. And then the YouTube shout out, Jim Curry, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. As a reminder, all three of you need to email me now, Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Jim, you let me know who you want the shout out to be for. The other guys, let me know if you'd rather have an awesome press pass because I'm racking up some fun ones, or if you'd rather have a signed picture or a signed football card. I'm like Dan Marino and Isotoner Gloves. I like to take care of the hands that take care of me. And I love how many new patrons we're getting. Everybody wants the even money bets in black and white. Brian Corin is the latest. C-O-R-R-O-N. Brian, welcome to the family. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, as we do every week during the season, let's go over some overall themes before we break down each of these games week one in the NFL yeah so the first thing Bri I would say is that you know week one's usually a deadline for contracts to get done so Titans safety Amani Hooker Raiders tight end Darren Waller Bills safety Jordan Poyer and Colts guard Quentin Nelson, by the way, $20 million a year 
to play left guard. That is amazing. That is incredible. Great for him. Wow. Uh, all those guys got new deals done. Not going to spend a lot of time talking about them, but they all got new deals done. No contract for Lamar Jackson. And I feel like some of the analysis surrounding it has been poor. I think I'm going to talk about that, though, Wednesday with our guest. Because today is about breaking down the games, what happened. Here's some of my takeaways. I almost forgot, Bri, but I didn't. The red zone is such a phenomenal product. And what Scott Hansen calls the witching hour from 320 to 420, there's nothing else like that in sports. Maybe with the possible exception of like, the first two days of the NCAA tournament. That's the only other time where it's like action, bam, 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 bam. And and like win or lose action at the end of games. It's just incredible. Uh, It's just an amazing product. Absolutely amazing product. So some of the other things that stood out to me, all right, Um, man, kickers and long snappers matter. First of all, Ties suck. Everybody knows ties suck. This is America. I know that a lot of the folks across the pond, they're very used to draws. They don't see the big deal. I do. We we do. It's a lot more common in soccer because of how low scoring it is. In a tie, everybody feels like they lost. Nobody derives the joy of mission accomplished. Your goal isn't to not lose. Your goal is to win. So if you don't win, you get no reward. So nobody in that Texans-Colts game got the reward for the week of work that they put in. I think it stinks. And uh, I understand what they're trying to do. And obviously it wouldn't have mattered even if it was, you know, first team to score gets it. But... I still think there should be a better process to decide an outcome. That's my personal opinion. I think ties suck. Not a big fan. Um, I also think we saw again, and Brian, you know I've talked about this a lot over the years, just how important kickers are. And actually, we saw in the Bengals-Steelers game just how important long snappers are as well. I still will tell you, that I think it's a flaw in the sport. And yes, I know a lot of you have heard this before, but we always get new listeners. We get new people checking us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. To me, it is a flaw in the sport that these guys who have the threat of injury and who are hitting each other for 60-plus snaps a game with the omnipresent threat of injury and the physical toll it takes on their bodies only to have a guy come out who has none of that physical wear and tear none of that threat of injury is not really a combatant in the physicality that makes the sport great decide whether or not they win the game I hate it I mean Blankenship comes out for the Colts he misses so they don't get to win Randy Bullock comes out for the Titans. He misses. They don't get the win. 
For Cleveland, Cade York blasts a 58-yarder. Those guys got to win. For New Orleans, Will Lutz blasts a 50-some-yarder. Saints get to win. I am not anti-kickers. I'm anti-kicking because of how often it determines the outcome of games with someone doing something that's totally foreign to what everybody else is doing the entire rest of the contest. I don't like it. I also didn't like all of the delay of game and illegal substitution penalties that you just don't see very often later in the season, but we saw, I mean, brutal, absolutely brutal. This is pro football. This is the NFL and you're seeing things happen that shouldn't even happen in high school football, like multiple delay games, multiple illegal substitution penalties. And I don't know whether it costs teams the game or not, but it might might want to make them reconsider some of these teams playing some of their guys a little bit more in preseason because it's unacceptable. Uh, love the crazy comebacks. I mean, there were a bunch of like double-digit comebacks, which is awesome. Some of them ended up winning like the Giants. Some of them they still lost like the Browns, but I'm a big fan, huge fan of comebacks because it's nice to know that your team is not out of it and they can come back and make a game of it. And then the other big theme, Bri, always is injuries. And um, I think Andrew Brandt always says that Ted Thompson said, bane of our existence are injuries, but the Steelers – just lost their best football player, likely for the whole season. The Cowboys lost their quarterback, according to Dr. Chow and Sports Injury Central, which is like absolutely mandatory that you follow Sports Injury Central on social media and read the articles. He was the first one to say it was going to be at least six weeks. Like you get an edge from Sports Injury Central. They have the information. They have a bunch of doctors before anybody else. That Dak injury out at least six weeks, let's be honest, Cowboy season's toast. It's toast. It is. I mean, they're not going to be able to come back from that. Uh, they're not good to begin with. And now they're not going to have Dak for six weeks? It stinks. I, I dislike when it feels like the Steelers and Cowboys on some level, their seasons are kind of over. All right. Well, it's time to break down these games. We'll start with New Orleans and Atlanta. Michael Thomas, two touchdowns that helped the Saints come from behind to win at the Falcons 27-26. Wow, man. What – you want to talk about comebacks. This was wild because the Saints were down all game. They were down all game until they essentially, Bry, went to like a two-minute offense with Jameis who scored 17 points – for them to come back from down 16. All the Saints wide receivers were making plays. Jarvis Landry had a big game. Michael Thomas looked like the old Michael Thomas. Olave made plays. It's a rough loss for the Falcons. That's a game. You're up 26-10. You got to win that game, man. You run the ball that well with Cordero Patterson. You know, Mariota played fine. He didn't turn it over. The problem for the Falcons is they just settled for too many field goals. 
You mentioned uh, rookie kicker Cade York. He drilled the game-winning 58-yard field goal with eight seconds to go. That lifts the Browns to a 26-24 win over Carolina. The Browns controlled the game early and mainly did it on the ground, as expected. That'll be all year. They'll go through their running backs. Nick Chubb running people over. Nick Chubb had like 115 yards after contact or something crazy. And then Kareem Hunt was one of their biggest weapons through the air. So the Browns are up the whole game. But what a comeback by Baker. He had a lot of tipped balls early. Then he had the rushing touchdown where he was fired up. He threw the bomb to Robbie Anderson. I thought McCaffrey looked good. But ultimately, the Browns able to get in field goal range after the Panthers are up 24-23. Brissett gets him in field goal range. Controversial fake spike, no flag. I don't really understand that. Based on the way the rule's written, I think there should have been a flag. I don't know why there wasn't. I know Matt Rule thinks there should have been. I would need more of an explanation from a Pereira or a Blandino or a Sterator. And then Cade York, the Browns drafted a kicker in the fourth round. And guess what? He's already worth it. He's already worth it. He, he already proved himself. 58-yard game winner. It was worth it right there. A lot of fourth-round picks never help you win a game. And what is, uh, well, an obvious statement. The upset of the day, the Chicago Bears beat the Niners 19-10. to 10. Yeah, I think that was one of my locks of the week. So not real good. In fact, I'm in a survivor pool. That was my pick. Now, to be fair... I didn't know it was going to be an absolute monsoon during the game. And as a result, I thought Justin Fields and the Bears O-line, not good in the first half. Like, real bad. In fact, was it 10-0 maybe at halftime? But they made plays in the second half. They just kept playing with the new head coach. The, The key was the broken play to Austin Pettis, where he was just not covered for some reason. I thought Fields outplayed Lance. Lance made some nice throws, but he made plenty of mistakes. Terrible interception to Eddie Jackson late. Took away any chance the Niners had to win the game. Um, The weather was awful. The field conditions were terrible. The Bears have some young studs on the back end. Jalen Johnson, Brisker, that's important. And the other thing for the Niners, they had too many penalties, which cost them too. Steelers safety, Minka Fitzpatrick, recorded 31-yard interception return for a touchdown. Pittsburgh's 23-20 overtime win over the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, you alluded to uh, T.J. Watt earlier. That was probably the wildest game of the day, but what's really wild to me, Bri, is people that watch Netflix without using ExpressVPN. It's like you're going into a casino – and only being able to play on the slot machines. Why would you limit yourself like that? The big money's somewhere else. Everybody I know watches Netflix. I don't watch a ton of television. When I do, it's Netflix. Like my wife and I, we watch Ozark. That's one of our shows. Netflix has thousands of shows, but without a VPN, you only get access to a fraction of that based on your location. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix 
or other streaming websites to think you're located. It is awesome to be able to watch any different type of show that they have. You can actually check it out. I mean, there's a million different shows that you can get in different places that you typically can't get unless you change your location, which is one of the things I love about ExpressVPN. That and the fact that they have 94 different countries where they have servers, it works with streaming services, blazing fast speeds. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Don't forget to use my link. This is the key. Expressvpn.com slash Tucker to get extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As for the game, Bri, well, I mean, the first half was all about the Steelers' defense. Uh, beating up the Bengals O-line. I think Burrow was sacked seven times. He takes too many sacks. That's one thing I noticed last year. He takes way too many sacks. He also had a ton of turnovers. Five turnovers, four picks. He had the Minka pick six on the second play of the game. And they still came back. Highsmith, by the way, had three of those sacks. They still came back and should have won the game after Jamar Chase's touchdown. He's so good, it's ridiculous. But Minka Fitzpatrick comes in, blocks the extra point. And you could say, oh, it wasn't a great long snap. The long snap floated back there. But they got to protect better than that. You can't let Minka Fitzpatrick come in scot-free like that. Uh, but, uh, yes, Brian, as you mentioned and I mentioned, that that uh, T.J. Watt torn peck looms large. Next up, it's the Eagles, uh, who led by at one point in the fourth quarter by 17 points. Detroit comes back. Eagles hold on to beat Detroit 38-35. I feel like this was the story of so many Lions games last year. Like, they get behind, they never quit, they battle back, they get back in it, only to just still lose at the end. It's like the Lions lament. You know, the Lions got off to a great start the first couple series where – Eagles look bad on offense. Lions march down. And really, I thought the Eagles defensively did not do a very good job of adjusting to what the Lions were doing with some of the inside trap plays. DeAndre Swift was phenomenal. Best offensive player for the Lions. I thought Goff, other than the pick six, which ended up being like the difference in the game, I thought Goff played very well. The Eagles, it was a lot of A.J. Brown. It was exactly what we thought he was. It was Hurts running a lot, probably too much, probably more than they want him to. But ultimately, the Eagles able to run out the clock late behind that awesome offensive line. I also want to give a shout-out to my boy Alex Anzalone from Wyoming, who's been on the show multiple times. I thought he played really well, really well. I was happy for him. 
Colts and Texans finished in that 2020 tie. Matt Ryan, 352 yards and one touchdown in his Colts debut. The Texans and Davis Mills got off to a great start. There were a couple of O.J. Howard touchdowns. And then the Colts and the and really rallied late. There's a lot of Jonathan Taylor. You mentioned, uh, obviously, Matt Ryan throwing the ball to Pittman. They get to overtime, and there was a whole lot of bad in overtime. I mean, Blankenship misses a 42-yard field goal by a lot. Lovey Smith punted on fourth and two from the middle of the field. Listen, probably was technically the right decision. I can't stand it. You know, he said at that point we didn't have a chance to win. We, I wanted to not lose. Yeah, incorrect, Lovey. You can go for it and still win. I just totally disagree. Um, the Colts just came up empty in Texans territory too often. I, you know, I, I think the Texans the defense, led by Jerry Hughes, deserves some credit. It's a bunch of no-name guys that played pretty darn well. Dolphins defense held Miami to a 20-7 to win over the Patriots thanks to a defensive touchdown, interception, and forced fumble. Right. Patriots don't look good, man. And not only that, I guess uh, Mac Jones ended up having to get x-rays after the game. His back's bothering him. That doesn't sound good. That sounds ominous, a little, little ominous to me. Only seven points for the Patriots offense as the preseason worries continue. I actually thought Belichick's comments after the game were weird. Really weird. You know, where he's like, ah, oh, it was kind of an evenly played game other than those two plays. I'm assuming he's talking about the waddle catch and run the end of the first half. And then the strip sack where Melvin Ingram picked it up and returned it for a touchdown. Like, hey, Belichick. He, he sounds different to me. Like, that's the way NFL games are, Belichick. There's usually a, a play or two that's the difference in the game. You got to be the team that makes them, not gives them up. What are you talking about? And now two is 4-0 against Belichick. Mark Jackson made his 50th career start at three touchdowns uh, in the win against the Jets, 24-9 the final. Yeah, man, he was slinging it. I mean, they, they weren't just touchdown passes. They were deep. I mean, he was chucking it deep. It's like he was showcasing the arm. It almost felt like the Ravens wanted to showcase that they can pat, that they can throw the ball, showcase his arm. That was cool. Really cool. Flacco was sacked three times, hit 10 times, really almost no positive for the Jets offensively, other than Michael Carter, I would say. For the Ravens, you know, they really didn't run it very well. That that would be the concern for me. They didn't really run it very well. Ronnie Stanley didn't play. And then Jawan James apparently must have, might have torn his Achilles again. Carson Wentz threw four touchdowns for Washington. Uh, commanders knock off the Jags 28-22. The Commanders got the full Carson Wentz experience. Commanders fans... This is your life. Wentz did so many good things. I think, what do you have? Four touchdown passes. Some of them were really impressive. Then he also had two just like horrific interceptions. It's just uncanny. This is who he is. He's a human roller coaster. And I mean, what is it now? His sixth year, I think. 
I mean, at this point, it just doesn't look like it's going to change. This is just going to be who Wentz is. I thought Jahan Dotson had a great start with the two touchdowns. Um, speaking of great starts for rookies, Trayvon Walker had the interception, also a bunch of pressures. Travis Etienne, his first game after he got hurt last year, kind of a mixed bag. Showed he could be the weapon, you know, in the passing game that they want him to be, but he also had some drops. Giants rallied from uh, down 13 to beat the Titans 21-20. Titans, as you mentioned earlier, Randy Bullock missed that uh, potential game-winning field goal. What a gutsy win for the Giants. Man, the, the catalyst for them, it was Saquon Barkley. It was so nice to see him look like the Penn State Saquon. He's healthy. He's fresh. I mean, he was explosive. And not just when he got in the open field, but making guys miss. He even would, like, plow forward for three or four more yards than he normally gets. He looked like a, a guy worthy of being a high pick. As did, by the way, on the defensive side of the ball for the Titans, Jeffrey Simmons, awesome. Rashad Weaver played very well. You know, Daniel Jones had a terrible interception where he tried to force it to Saquon. I think he threw it right to Amani Hooker, the safety. And on the sideline, Brian Dayball was not happy, to say the least, talking with Daniel Jones about that, about that play. How about Dayball? And I love this because if you watch the Even Money podcast um, or listen to it, I had the Giants getting um, five and a half points, so I didn't want them to just kick the extra point and tie it. Because then if the Titans score a touchdown, then I lose. So Brian Dayball went for two. Now, Steve Fezzik said that's not the right decision um, in that instance. And he might be right because Tennessee got back down in field goal range and uh, missed it. So it's it's not the right level of risk, but it worked out. Patrick Mahomes, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Chiefs, 44-21 over Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I tweeted this, Bri, at Ross Tucker NFL, but no Tyreek, no problem for the Chiefs on offense as Mahomes was amazing. Again, we almost take him for granted. You know, we, we almost are spoiled. But primarily to Travis Kelsey, but lots of people got involved. Juju, Valdez, Scantling. Kyler Murray was not good. Looked like he was running for his life most of the game. Wasn't getting rid of the ball quickly. He threw the ball away on a fourth down, fourth and two, I think, which is a disgrace. Throw it up. Give one of your guys a chance. It's fourth down. Thought both Karloftis and Chris Jones were disruptive for that Chiefs defense. The rookie Karloftis and Chris Jones seemingly, seemingly is always good. Justin Herbert had his 13th game with at least three touchdowns. Chargers beat the Raiders 24 to 19. Uh, Brian, you were there. How was the food? Uh, food did not disappoint, as always, at SoFi. Um, although it was uh, it was more breakfast stuff, and I really wasn't in the mood for breakfast stuff. But uh, they had uh, – oh, I'll, and I'll read it here. I've, I've got it on my phone here, the menu. I took a picture of the menu. Uh, overnight oats with berries, assorted fruit platter, fried chicken tenders with Belgian pearl waffles, scrambled eggs, spring onion pimento cheese grits – chicken dumplings, and cinnamon rolls. So uh, 
if you're in the mood for breakfast stuff or any of that, it actually was pretty good. I love cinnamon rolls, number one. Number two, did you take a picture of the menu, Brian, or did you write all that down? I took a picture of the menu right here, and I actually posted <laughs> it. I posted it on our Slack channel on the uh, on the page that says Press Box Food. I love it. Thank you, Bri. I love it. We're getting, by the way, you got to be a Tuckheads member, okay? 10 bucks a month to be on the private Slack channel. Got to be a Tuckheads member. I've seen some people coming in as $5 members. Um, Look, the Army food is always going to be the same for me, Bri. When I I just do an Army game, um, I go to the famous Lichtenberg tailgate. I had two brats, a Cajun chicken sandwich. And a uh, filet sandwich for breakfast at 9.15. Absolutely delicious. Shout out to the Lichtenberg brothers and my guy Dave. And then Army always has boar's head um, hoagies. So I always have a boar's head hoagie like at halftime. And uh, that's that's my routine. Oh, as for the game, Herbert was throwing freaking laser beams. And I thought he played well, even though Keenan Allen got hurt. I thought the difference in the game, to be honest with you, was Herbert played a lot better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr had several really bad throws. Costly interceptions. He missed Waller for a touchdown. They had settled for a field goal. Uh, I did not think it was a very good game for Derek Carr. He needs to play better. Uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, both difference makers. Uh, They were awesome for the Chargers. You know who else was awesome yesterday? Justin Jefferson, career high, 184 yards, two touchdowns in the Vikings, 23-7 to win against Green Bay. He was awesome. He always is. I mean, he's an incredible, incredible football player. He wants to be considered the best receiver in the sport after this year, and he's off to a pretty good start. Uh, the Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, was taking sacks and shots. He normally doesn't, Brian. It was a little bit weird. See Aaron Rodgers taking some of those sacks and shots. And I thought Zadarius Smith played very well in his revenge game as well. And last but not least, Sunday night football. Tom Brady and the Bucks win 19-3 to against the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, as you mentioned, out probably at least, what, six to eight weeks with that hand injury. Yep, that's what Dr. Chow said. Uh, they said last night at least six weeks, Sports Injury Central. Uh, now, now you get now after week one. Now you really got to look at the six scores for all these teams each week. Field goal fest in the first half. I thought Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette both looked really good for the Bucks. One of the reasons why it was a field goal fest is every time the Bucks would get in the red zone, Micah Parsons would have a third down sack of Brady. He is an incredible football player. He's been on the show before. I told you about seeing his third game ever in ninth grade. Not only did the Cowboys lose Dak, Curse, their safety, J. Ron Curse, walked out of there in crutches. Connor McGovern, their left guard, um, high ankle sprain. The only touchdown of the game was the Mike Evans awesome touchdown catch. Bucks defense looked legit. I guess my only question there is how much of that is really them? Are they really legit? Or how much of it's just Boy, the Cowboys are a bad, bad football team. So, got to give some shout-outs, Bri. We always do. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, and MyFrontPageStory.com. 
What a great Monster Monday. Check out the College Draft Podcast Day as well. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.